0: The Pinkerton Detective Agency is proud to sponsor this audio performance of The Secret and Impossible League of the Noosphere*, Presented by Live Girls Theatre and Pendant Productions
1: With the motto, We Never Sleep The Pinkerton National Detective Agency proudly serves as this nation's private defense against thieves, villains, and scallywags. Using novel investigative tactics, ingenuity, and toughness, former police detective Alan Pinkerton has created an organization of gifted undercover operatives to protect your home or business from even the most determined and dastardly criminals, affectionately known as Pink's. These crafty detectives work with law enforcement to bring in outlaws. With Pinkerton Detective Agency, you can sleep well, knowing they never do.
0: I feel safer already. Welcome back, dear listeners, to the Noosphere, a world where reality is formed and destroyed through the power of ideas. Tonight's episode, An Embrace, an Impasse, and an Invitation, is the second in a six-part adventure called the Baltimore Plot. Let's tune in to find out what our narrator, the ghost ship Mary Celeste, will share with us today.
2: If you can hear this message, then it's meant for you. When last you heard my voice, I had begun the history of a secret league of exceptional people caught out of time in the Noosphere. sphere. The incomparable Lady Ada Lovelace and her dashing father, Lord Byron, hopped into Chicago in 1856 and encountered the mysterious Kate Warren, a small-time pickpocket. Through careful prodding, Lord Byron convinced Kate to apply for a detective position with Alan Pinkerton, an interview inadvertently observed by Nikola Tesla through a new invention a copper finial. Listen, as I connect us to the sphere, where Lord Byron is very, very bored.
3: Roll on, deep and dark blue ocean, roll. Ten thousand fleets sweep over thee in vain. Man marks the earth with ruin, but his control stops with the shore.
0: Footnote Lord Byron is quoting his most famous work, the autobiographical poem Child Harold's Pilgrimage, whose publication in 1812 caused him to remark
3: I awoke one morning and found myself famous.
0: End footnote.
3: What are you writing there, Tesla? Hmm? I say, old salt, you look as though you've seen a ghost. You were successful, Byron.
4: Oh? How have I succeeded lately? Kate Warren was hired by the Pinkerton Detective Agency as the world's first female detective. And just
3: how do you know that?
4: I've been working on my experiments.
3: How mysterious you are today.
4: Miss Warren is synesthetic. Yes,
3: I thought so too.
4: Lady Lovelace didn't return with you.
5: I'm here. We meet- Mr.
3: Tesla was just telling me how spectacularly successful I was on that last errand.
5: You found the source of the anomaly?
3: I did, and she's already put out analysis to good use.
5: Let me guess. She's young and beautiful. The noosphere works in mysterious
3: ways, ducky. You became separated?
5: My nose led me a merry dance.
3: She thought she'd sniffed out Babbage.
5: I boarded a train headed for Rochester, New York. I searched the train, but I couldn't discover Mr. Babbage.
3: Why would Babbage be in a Chicago train station in 1856? A better question. What would
4: he gain by preventing Miss Warren from becoming a Pinkerton detective in the first place?
5: It mightn't have been him at all. It, it could have been another synth.
3: <laughs> not likely.
5: It's possible. We can't be the only ones. I'd like to try and go back, maybe a few days earlier, to see if I can pick up the trail.
4: Without more to go on, it'll be difficult.
5: I have a location. I have a date. I shall not surrender.
3: one of your headaches.
5: It's nothing. I'm going to start my research. Mr. Tesla, try to get my father out of his cups, would you? He's useless when he drinks.
4: She doesn't seem to like you very much, Byron.
3: <laughs> Nonsense. Ducky loves me. She is at a trying age. She is essentially your age. And I'm very trying. Or so she tells me, constantly.
4: You didn't tell her about Miss
3: Warren. No, well, I didn't hear you leaving to explain your mysteries either. Care to now? No. Ada sets her hopes too high. I've only just extracted her from Babbage's influence. I'm not quite ready to distract her with another synth just now.
4: Lady Lovelace does not belong to you, my friend. I think that's
3: perfectly clear. A toast to a man in his cups.
4: I've never understood your affection for inebriation.
3: The best of life is but intoxication. How else to get through this endlessness?
4: You needn't remain in the noosphere if it
3: makes you lose hope. And what is hope? Nothing but paint on the face of existence. The least touch of truth rubs it off, and then we see what a hollow-cheeked harlot we've got hold of.
4: It is a fact that drinking exacerbates
3: one's melancholy. Touche, Mr. Tesla. Another anomaly! Don't just sit there. Transcribe the punch card, man.
4: I may not be as accurate as Lady Lovelace, but I will try. The Bernoulli numbers translate to the
3: Railroad Police. What does it mean, Lord Byron? We need to protect the main railroad line of Mid-America, the Illinois Central, run by a George McClellan. It's to do with the Pinkertons again. More trains. And more Mrs. Warren. Mary Celeste, make me a new facsimile. A telegram this time.
2: Manners, Lord Byron.
4: If you please, my dear.
2: Very well
3: she,
4: isn't she? Here's the telegram. Will it do?
3: It will. Well,
4: shall you go or shall I? I need more neurodiversity than the biosphere provides, and Mary Celeste prefers I stay aboard. And I have my experiments. And that's enough excuses for any three of us. Mary Celeste, please open a tether. You
2: won't be leaving again, will you, Nicola?
4: Again? (laughs) No. Good.
2: The tether is anchored to Chicago 1858, behind the Mercantile Exchange Building.
3: I'll be off, then. Shouldn't we inform your daughter of this development? Not yet. Sometimes all one has to rely on is one's instinct. Forgiveness in lieu of permission, all that. You understand.
4: Here's your anchor and bollard. Safe journey, Lord Byron.
2: The X-point will be defined in three, two, one. Good luck, George.
3: Thank you, my dear.
2: What are you looking for, Nicola?
4: I need to know more about the United States in 1858.
2: Look at the bookshelf on the right. Third shelf down.
4: Here it is. The rise and fall of American democracy. Chaval draga.
0: Footnote. Khaval <laughs> <Footnote. laughs> draga. Means, thank you, dear, in Nikola Tesla's native language, Serbian. End footnote. All clear?
6: No one. Wait. Kiss me. Uh, What? Kiss me. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh,
2: mm-hmm. 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 oh, in an alley? <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's
2: he doing?
6: Breaking and entering. Mm-hmm. He's smooth with lockpicks, oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Let me see. Mm-hmm. Push me up against the wall! Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. over him. Mm-hmm. comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did the exchange find another place for the cargo as you requested? No. Why would anyone go to this much trouble to steal some bits of unrefined metal? They're rare. They're rocks. Well, Timothy's guarding the front. The only other way out is through here or on the roof. Shall I go up? Thief's got no reason to suspect he's being followed. I'm not the one who'll have to explain losing the cargo to our client if this mudsill grows wings. I'll go to the roof and block the door. You stay here. As you wish, sir. (sighs) Only you could make Sir, sounds so damn condescending.
3: You've done quite well, Mrs. Warne. Uh, please don't shoot the messenger.
6: I'd have convinced myself you were imaginary.
3: It's only been, what, two years? Nice to see you on the right side of the law. I don't have time for this. Then I'll be brief. I intercepted this telegram.
6: Is this telegram authentic?
3: The information it conveys is accurate.
6: What do you know of Mr. Pinkerton's business affairs?
3: I know that if Mr. Pinkerton guarantees the Rock Island and Illinois Central Railroad, he will be doing his country a great service, greater than he could possibly know. What do you mean? If your employer guarantees the line, then it will be safe. It is imperative that the line remains safe.
6: And what do you want in exchange for this guarantee?
3: I want nothing you would more willingly part with.
6: I've still got my gun, sir. Noted. Just how did you intercept this telegram?
3: Ideas are in motion, my dear. Dangerous people are making dangerous plans. My colleagues and I inspire precautions to prevent these dangerous plans from coming to fruition. Mr. Pinkerton is one of those precautions.
6: Who are you?
3: We're out of time, Mrs. Warren.
6: Take your hand off of my arm. I promise
3: I'm here to help.
6: Mysterious men may be charming, but they are rarely honest.
3: I've done nothing but help you.
6: You're not telling me the whole truth. I can see that clearly enough.
3: Then you must also see that you can trust me. Fine. I'll show you. How did you...
6: There's an opening into into nothingness in the middle of this alley. What's in there? Who are you?
3: Come with me and find out.
6: I can't just leave.
3: Do you want to know everything, or don't you? Take my hand.
6: I suppose I never was one for caution. Tally-ho! Oh.
3: Mrs. Warren, are you all right?
6: I think I'm going to be sick. What is the meaning of this, Lord Byron? Lord Byron?
3: Yes, that's me, George Gordon Byron, the sixth Baron Byron of a rapidly diminishing aristocratic family. Poet, peer, politician. Pratt. At your service, Mrs. Warren. <clears> Ahem, <throat> this is Mrs. Kate Warren of the Pinkerton Detective Agency. Mrs. Warren, I'd like you to meet Lady Ada Byron King, Countess of Lovelace. Computer programmer, enchantress of numbers, and my daughter.
0: Footnote. In 1843, Charles Babbage wrote a letter to Lady Lovelace to express his admiration for her mathematical mind. In it, he called her an enchantress of numbers. He later wrote to the English scientist Michael Faraday about Ada, saying, That enchantress who has thrown her magical spell around the most abstract of sciences and has grasped it with a force which few masculine intellects could have exerted over it. End footnote.
6: Lady Lovelace is Lord Byron's daughter? Unfortunately. It's nice to meet you. And you, Mrs. Warren. I am sorry to be rude, but
5: I would like very much to be told why and how you have come to be here. That makes two of us.
4: <gasps> it's Miss Warren.
5: and two, Mr. Tesla.
4: I
3: don't... she... I would have told you. And this is our resident inventor and engineer, Mr. Nikola Tesla.
5: If Mrs. Warne is here in the noosphere, then she's... I'm what?
3: A synth, yes. Let's tell her about the noosphere now and argue about whens and hows later.
6: I'm sorry, the no... Noosphere. God bless you. Footnote. In
0: 1944, prominent Russian polymath Vladimir Ivanovich Vernadsky coined the terms biosphere and noosphere. He wrote, In the 20th century, man, for the first time in the history of the Earth, knew and embraced the whole biosphere, completed the geographic map of the planet Earth, and colonized its whole surface. All this is the result of the growth of man's brain and the work directed by his brain. Mankind is becoming a mighty geological force. This new state of the biosphere, which we approach without our noticing it, is the noosphere. End footnote.
5: This may be difficult to explain to a non-mathematical
3: person. You explained it to me.
5: And that was tedious.
4: Miss Warren, what do you know of Earth history?
6: I've read the Bible.
3: Something in my throat.
4: Carry on. The Earth developed in a succession of phases. First came the physical, inanimate matter. Rocks. Which was called the geosphere. Then came the second phase. Life. Yes, we call it the biosphere. And finally, with the emergence of human cognition, came the third phase.
6: And that's the noosphere?
4: Noosphere. As humanity organizes itself into more and more complex social networks, the noosphere spreads like a fire. First, a feeble spark. Then, a flickering flame. And then a mighty blaze, ever increasing in speed and power, guiding us towards our next transformation. The more we learn, the more the noosphere grows in awareness.
6: So, the noosphere is alive.
3: And we're inside it. Look out the portal. Oh. My.
6: It's... It's...
5: It's like that for all of us the first time. It's beautiful.
6: Thank you.
3: No, uh, Mary Celeste, she didn't mean... Let me introduce you to the fourth member of our League. The good ship, Mary Celeste.
6: The fourth member of your crew is a disembodied... sentient... ghost ship. I'll manifest a room for you in the aft section. What does that even mean?
3: Mr. Tesla, you were saying about the noosphere? You may think of the
4: noosphere as the sphere of the mind, and we can travel within it. We are in effect inside thoughts, inside ideas.
6: What
5: about God? God's will could be considered inherent. It often is. Can you bring anyone here? Not anyone. All people have some level of access to it. Inspiration, divination, love. All these are fed by and nutrient to the Noosphere.
4: Every living being is an engine geared to the wheelwork of the Noosphere. But most cannot see it because to see beyond into the infinite distance. To experience the noosphere directly must also be synesthetic.
2: The phenomenon of synesthesia comes in many varieties. Some synesthetes hear colors, feel sounds, or taste shapes. Some see abstract concepts, such as units of time or mathematical operations, as images projected in the space around them and many synesthetes experience more than one form of the condition. Research suggests that about one in two thousand people are synesthetes.
3: What does that have to do with me? How can you tell just by looking at me whether I'm telling you the truth?
6: People's intentions have a... Well, not a color so much as a... An essence that I can read, if that makes sense. And when they aren't honest, that essence... Sours. Synths
5: process information differently. That difference allows us direct access to the noosphere. Once here, those senses are augmented. There are not many of us.
6: And you all have special sinis... synth talents?
4: I see time, dates, and events in the form of a
3: great wheel. For me, each sound has its own personality. When those sounds form letters or words, I hear the expanse of human experience behind them.
5: I possess a combination of qualities exactly fitted to make me a discoverer of the hidden realities of nature. I associate smells with particular people and can tell when they've been somewhere recently. I see numerical sequences as points in space. I can throw rays from every quarter of the universe into one vast focus.
6: Okay. How did you find this place?
4: I electrocuted myself. I don't recommend it.
5: This engine opened a connection to Mary Celeste from the workshop where it was developed by a man named Charles Babbage.
3: But he couldn't make it work without Lady Lovelace.
5: I helped. I wrote the code which integrated the spheres, allowing for transference between them. We call it a tether.
3: And now the engine guides us to places in the past and future. Time is not linear, but... We can only go as far forward or backward in time as the natural lifespan of the members of our League.
5: Our current temporal limitations are 1788 to
3: 1943. I die in
4: 1943.
6: Time travel.
3: Yes, but it's not about time. It's about ideas. Do
6: you all know when you die?
3: It tends to be a point of curiosity. Or obsession.
5: Mr. Babbage isn't obsessed.
3: He only came into the noosphere to bring his wife back from the dead.
5: That isn't true. You've never understood him. Ducky. All we know is that he left. We don't know why.
3: Or where he is. Or what he is doing. He may have left this engine behind, but you can be damned certain he's built something even more dangerous by now.
5: He's trying to make things better. You disapprove of him because he's not a nihilist.
3: The
4: engine reveals anomalies to us. They are malfunctions, possibly created by our knowledge of the noosphere itself. These anomalies inspired Mr. Babbage to prevent his wife's death. Again and again. Mr. Babbage changed things, brought ideas about before their time, and ruptures began to appear more damaging than anomalies. They are deviations from recorded human history.
5: The noosphere is robust. Not every moment is important. Some pass and have no effect on the course of the future.
4: Others, if they spark cognitive breakthroughs, changing them can destabilize everything. When we began, we were explorers, giving little jolts of inspiration
3: to anomalies.
6: Like you did with me, with the newspaper advertisement.
3: You were meant to meet Pinkerton that day, but someone prevented you. Happily, I was there to restore your destiny.
6: How does an engine know what's important? We...
3: don't know.
5: The engine weaves algebraic patterns, just as a loom weaves flowers and leaves. Mathematical science is the language of the unseen relations between things. To understand that language, we must be able to appreciate, to feel, to seize the unseen, the unconscious.
3: The engine spits out numbers. Lady Lovelace interpolates the numbers into words. I find the meaning in those words, then Mr. Tesla gives us the tools we need, and Mary Celeste takes us to the anomaly.
6: To what end?
3: To save the world. Too much?
6: You're
5: all barking mad! You are the first synth we've met since we entered the noosphere. I must admit, I'm hoping you'll join us. Join what?
3: The secret and impossible league of the noosphere. No,
5: no, we are not calling it that. That
3: name is just ridiculous.
5: I need a drink.
3: As they say in your country, belly up to the bar, ma'am.
6: Thank you, Mr. Byron.
3: Lord, it's Lord Byron.
6: Well, as an American, I don't recognize your archaic caste system. <coughs>
4: Don't mind me. Please continue.
6: When did you start doing... this?
3: I had just joined the Grecian army to lead them in their war of independence. I was bravely dying of a fever when Ducky saved me.
5: The engine led us to Greece. I had nothing to do with it.
4: How old are
6: you?
3: How old are you? (laughs) As I have said, here time ceases to be linear. I am thirty-six and three and three hundred all in the same moment.
6: But you appear like this in the... in my world.
3: I say, she is quick.
6: Quicker than you.
4: Take Byron's hat, for example. Oh dear, have I been wearing this ghastly thing the whole time? As long as we are anchored to the biosphere by an object that belongs to that time, people see what they expect to see. You, however, see us as we are.
6: So, in the... Biosphere, when people look at you, they see whomever they expect to see.
3: You
4: have it.
6: Fancy that. Lady Lovelace.
3: What happened to not recognizing our archaic caste system?
6: What am I doing here?
5: Well, what did you scoundrels interpret behind my back?
3: Hmm. Mrs. Warne must convince Mr. Pinkerton to secure the railroads. Why?
4: The noosphere tells us what we need to know when we need to know it. The rest is up to us.
5: Luckily, our synesthesia helps.
6: Do I have a choice? Of course. Do you want a choice? How do I contact you?
4: We'll contact you. May I have something of yours to anchor us to you?
6: I have this hairpin.
4: Perfect. Shall we get you back to that alley in Chicago where I found you? Mary Celeste? Lord Byron and Miss Warren are leaving. Please open a tether to their last location.
5: Tethering. It was indeed a pleasure to meet you, Mrs. Horn. The X-point will be defined in three, two,
2: one. That is where we must leave our adventurers, for now. But remember, nothing in the noosphere happens by chance. You were meant to hear this story.
0: Next time on The Secret and Impossible League of the Noosphere in The Baltimore Plot...
6: Leah? You're the one stealing from this place? It's not stealing if it's meant to be mine.
4: Charles? Ada?
6: Why did you leave,
5: Charles? You didn't even say goodbye.
3: What does it mean, Lord Byron? It means Abraham Lincoln will be assassinated.
0: Pendant Productions would like to express our thanks to our stars Alyssa Kay as Lady Ada Lovelace, Marina Kleinpeter as Kate Warren, Daniel Christensen as Lord Byron, Sharif Amin as Nikola Tesla, Caitlin Francis as Leah Fox, Troy Lund as Alan Pinkerton, Imogen Love as Mary Celeste, Matthew Middleton as Charles Babbage, and Mark Fox as The Crook and Other Voices. Original music composed by Michael Alchiruk. Advertisements were read by Sean Marie Stanton and I am Roy Stanton. Songs Driven Beyond Measure, The Game Stays the Same, A Lovely Night, Waking Up Tomorrow, The Right Path, On the Dark Street, and THEcstasy-PT by Josh Molan at thetunepeddler.com. Cylon was conceived and written by Darian Lindell. The Baltimore Plot was originally produced as a stage play directed by Megan Shalom Arnett for Live Girls Theatre. This episode was directed by V.C. Morrison, an assistant directed by Paul Brueggemann. Some sound cues created by Stephanie Sr. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2021, Pendant Productions and Live Girls Theatre. Stay safe and good luck.
1: For more full cast audio dramas, please visit our friends at Jim French's Imagination Theater at HarryNile.com or search for Pendant Productions wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
3: For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.